Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Greetings, my friends. It's time to begin the show designed with you in mind. You're tuned in to Talking with T. We chatter about what matters and bring you the latest in trending news, hot topics, interesting interviews, music, and more. It's August 5th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, basketball player Patrick Ewing, and actor D. Ray Davis. The month of August is Black Business Month, Family Fun Month, National Golf Month, and more. On this date in history, both Edwin Moses and Evelyn Ashford win gold medals in the Olympics track and field. The theme this month is Elevation Through Education. As it's time for school to get back in session, we will talk about things related to the schoolhouse. This month, we're going to take a look at how students, parents, schools, and the community can maximize opportunities for academic success. We will share some tips and tools, as well as explore some issues related to expectations from schools and for schools. Let's turn our attention to our Monday Minute Quick Bits. A Chicago hospital stops accepting patients after a trauma center is overwhelmed with shooting victims. Chicago police reported there were several multi-victim shootings from gang conflict. A 17-year-old boy in London is being held on suspicion of attempted murder after a 6-year-old boy was thrown from a 10th floor viewing gallery at London Tate's Modern Gallery. The boy is no longer in life-threatening condition. There was a report of a loud bang, a woman yelling, where's my son, where's my son, and visitors restrained the suspect until police arrived. It's not believed the suspect and victim knew each other. Mexico vows to take legal action against the U.S. after the El Paso massacre. ASAP Rocky attends Kanye West Sunday service with Kendall Jenner after he's released from jail. Lauren London revealed that the construction of the Nipsey Hustle Tower is underway. Nashville police officer resigns after a video shows him slamming a black woman against a car after he stopped her for driving with expired tags. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to Talking with T. Go back in time When you and I Were uncomplicated Let's go back in time Before I felt what I felt When you did what you did that night Once upon Upon a time I thought you were
bitch when I let my guard down Damn, I would've thought about it, oh I would've never allowed us to Feel what we felt when we did what we did that night And now it's time for our weekly review of trending news, and I have with me today our know-it-all, Professor Jay, our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, along with our newest addition, In the No Joe. So we're going to cover the trending news and the hot topics from this past week, and we're just going to start with 10-year-old Bryce, who was facing criminal charges after hitting another kid with a ball during a dodgeball game. Now, you know. It was speculated that this little boy was being charged because he was black and the boy he hit was white. But, of course, the officials say that when the case went before the court, they didn't look at race or geography. So the way it went down, the kids were playing dodgeball. The police report was filed because the boy that was hit has a medical condition, and his mother said that Bryce hit him on purpose. My first thought is, besides the fact that you're going to charge a 10-year-old with a crime and him and his mother have to go to court for playing dodgeball, is if you have a kid with that type of condition, why would you put them in a dodgeball game when the goal is to hit somebody with a ball? Exactly. That was my first thought when I saw in the story that the uh, the kid had a medical condition. I'm like, okay, so why, like you said, why is this child in the middle of a dodgeball game? And let's just be honest here. People have been playing dodgeball for centuries. This is evidence of the litigious society in which we live. So evidence of what? A, what a kind litigious of society. What that mean? You're happy. Prone to start lawsuits and whatnot. Uh-huh. Oh, prone to start. Oh, folks like to sue people. <laughs> yes, and that's what I said, too happy. So, again, this is an example of the litigious society in which we live. And if, again, the mother was any type of mother, then she should have made sure that her child was not subjected to activities that would aggravate his condition, as it were. But here we are. Exactly. And that's why kids are so soft now, because they don't get to play these type of games growing up. And then they become snitching adults at jobs. It all starts from them being little and not playing dodgeball. Well, she needs to go right on with R. Kelly <laughs> and the other mothers that's going to go. R. Kelly? Yeah. How are you Wait, what? Because she prostituted her child to go out there and play dodgeball, <laughs> and she knew he wasn't well enough to play it. <laughs> she did that so they could sue him. Yeah. It was so set up. Well, we had a couple of tragedies, some incidents. Unfortunately, the location is different, maybe the scene, but the mass shootings and the effect on families, loss of life is too familiar. First, we had this shooting out in El Paso. At the Walmart, a man went up in there, killed 20 people, 
and wounded 26. And I understand he went in with an AK-47. Now, can you hide one of those? So he just walked straight up in past the greeter and everything? With the whole AK-47 and like he had some ear muscles, ear somethings on his head to block out the sound. So Walmart checks you going out, but they don't check you coming in? Apparently so. And um, even down here in my neck of the woods, not too far from where I am in South Haven, Mississippi, a man shot up the Walmart, killing two employees and injuring, I believe, uh, the story said one other, and the Walmart in that particular area is closed indefinitely, and uh, the suspect himself is recovering from his own injuries. So we have all of these different attacks going on, and it's just like, what in the heck is really going on? Well, what happened in Ohio? Because when I was looking at the news, I actually thought it was the same story, and come to find out it was a whole different scene with a whole different shooting. Does anybody have the details on what happened there or how many people were injured? It's crazy, though, because the guy that did the shooting, Connor Betts, him and his sister drove to the area together. Mm-hmm. And so somehow um, they got separated. They're not clear what Megan, his sister, did, that she went to the bar and Connor put on a mask, body armor, and ear protection and went into that bar where she was at and started shooting. She was the first to die, and her male companion was injured. But he killed um, eight others in, in, in seconds. And so they ended up Do killing him. Do we know set him off? No, because him and his sister just went to a bar. Like, if me and my brother went to a bar together, and then they got separated, she went one place and he went another, and that's when he put on his full body armor and pulled out. So it was like intentional planning? I don't know what. You know, they, they don't know. The two people that they could ask or dead, him and his sister. So I don't know what happened between that point, but he ended up getting killed himself by the police. Well, did they discover why the guy in El Paso started shooting? Oh, I, I remember it's been investigated as a hate crime. Who did he hate? I'm not sure. Okay. So, of course, we still are advocating for something to be put in place to reduce the mass shooting. I don't know what it's going to take. Because we've lost so many lives and have caused so many broken hearts. I read that there has been 251 mass shootings in just 216 days in our country. That's over a shooting a day. Yeah. Which is crazy. And we're talking anywhere from the Walmart to the grocery store parking lot to the church to the school. Places that traditionally are considered safe, where you wouldn't really be on guard. And interestingly enough, I read a report on social media where somebody's president, because it's not mine, is chalking this up to mental illness. Well, it takes one to know one. Well, okay. (laughs) And there you have it. All right, well, we're going to move on and hit a couple of other stories we have for today. A convicted child molester in Florida has died after he was attacked by his cellmate and drowned in the jail cell toilet. That's nasty. But, you know, they don't treat child molesters too kindly in in jail. Mm -hmm. And they usually put them in uh, PC, which is protected custody. But if they put them in population, it's basically a wrap. Well, what about this 80-year-old woman who was found 
living in fear. They described her as a hoarder. Nobody knew until she was found dead she had been eaten by the dog. Well, yeah. you know what? Good day. Well, yeah, they, uh, when they found her, she didn't have any eyes, nose, or mouth. All right. You don't want the details? The mere fact that she was eaten by dogs is gory enough for me. You good. Okay. Well, all I want to say about that is we have to check on our senior citizens. There shouldn't be a case where this woman died alone, eaten up by a dog. Somebody should have known she was missing for that long, right? Exactly. Where's her family? She was a hoarder. She couldn't find the food. Neither could the dog. The dog was hungry. <laughs> you know what? I know I ain't supposed to be laughing. <laughs> but we have to deal with the hoarding issue first. How did she get there? Maybe she didn't have any family. Okay. Surely she had a neighbor. I mean, I'm hard-pressed to believe that she lived on an island by herself. She lived in a Detroit neighborhood. Okay. Somebody's well, going to on that one. We all know that neighbors that what they used to be. Now, look at this. It said she had her hair done weekly and dressed impeccably for church functions. She died alone in the field of her kitchen. So it's not like she... Hadn't engaged with the public. Her hairdresser should have known she was missing. Where you at? Where you been? Right. Right. And, I mean, if she was showing up to church functions regularly, seemed like to me that the, the, the saints would have checked on her if she, you know, missed a Sunday or two, particularly if she was faithful in her attendance. Right. And you know what? All of these stories just seem kind of odd. And sometimes when I'm reading them and getting ready to discuss these with the people, I'm wondering if we're living in an alternate reality. Because this next story is about a family fight over a Wi-Fi password. And when I say it was a fight, it turned deadly. The 18-year-old brother is now going to spend the rest of his life in jail because he strangled his sister. We're not giving him the Wi-Fi password. Okay. Well, I'm just thinking in terms of my own Wi-Fi password. Okay. I have to go look at the, the router in <laughs> order to put it in my phone or to put it in my laptop. So you're going to kill your sibling over 16 characters that you probably don't even have memorized. So here's the deal. He changed the password. So he could play video games without the family slowing down the Internet connection. He was trying to basically just use the Internet by himself. So he started arguing with his mother, and then his sister thought that he was going to do something to the mother. She came in to help, and then they got into a fight. So I'm thinking this young man was disturbed already because if he's going to argue with his mother over it, and then he's going to change it. I dare say he's not paying for the password. But hmm. he has a chokehold. It says about 15 minutes. So in that 15 minutes, did the mother not think to call the police? What? That's a long time, really, don't you think? Yeah, 15 minutes is a long freaking time. So apparently the struggle to play Fortnite is real. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And as a mother of boys, they have gotten to a situation where they didn't fought before. But there's no way I'm going to let one of them choke the other one for 15 minutes without jump, jumping in. Or uh, Even me growing up with brothers, we used to put each other in sleeper holes. 
Well, come to think about it, my mama never broke us up. <laughs> And we, y'all ain't never put people in the sleeper holes and they be sleep, but we survived, though. Well, in my household, we got killed for fighting each other. My mother, you got what? We got, we got beat. <laughs> she said, you fight everybody else, but you don't fight your sister. Mm-hmm. We both got a sister. Right. Well, let's move on to something a little lighter before we sign off today. Uh... Wealthy parents are still trying to use their privilege to assist their kids on their post-secondary journey. So we've had the cheating scandal and kids being on the tennis team who never played tennis. Well, now they got a new little trick they're doing. They're giving up legal guardianship so that their kids can qualify for financial aid. What do you think about that, Jay? As we sit here praying our student loans are forgiven. Listen, I, I wish you could have seen my face when you said that because from what I have seen on various reports, as you said, these are very affluent parents, and here we are, people like uh, all of us who have gone to college. Our parents struggled to make sure that we were able to get, you know, those sets of letters behind our names or whatever, and we often hustled to make sure that we got the aid that we needed to get through those four, five, sometimes maybe six, for some people, (laughs) years of college. And all that these other people are doing are going down to the courthouse and saying, hey, can we switch custody rights over so that, you know, this is no longer my child, and boom, here we go. I, I just don't think that it's fair. Then you carry a child on your taxes that you ain't raised. Mm. You say pot meat kettle? I, I find it no different than you get food stamps for a grown person that you live that that you say live with you, but they grow and can work. I find it no different. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. You sure know what to say? Right. No lies there. In the no joke. Stepping on toes. <laughs> That's what we're going to start saying. Well, I got one story from the Stupid Criminal Files, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the startup of the school year. A Colorado corrections officer was fired after he allegedly brought a burrito on the job. And what's wrong with that, you say? What's wrong wrong with the burrito? The burrito was stuffed with drugs. He brought it to the state prison facility. Okay, so what 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 Chipotle is is doing burritos with <laughs> weed and peels? <laughs> Which Chipotle is this? <laughs> they do that a lot. People often wonder how drugs get into facilities, and they think it'd be the inmates, you know, having somebody bring it in. But it'd be them COs and correction officers hmm. that that do it for for a small fee. They do. I've known it. Plenty of times. He's not the first and won't be the last. Hmm. But in a burrito, though. Yes, in the burrito. He thought he was being slick. All right, well, we know it's August. The theme for this month is Elevation Through Education, and we're talking about all things that have to do with school and the schoolhouse and the children going to school as we start a new academic year. So do you have any advice, tips, tools, or strategies for parents 
or students as we start a new school year. Well, here we go. All right. So let's just say, number one, parents, make sure that you stay in contact with your child's teachers. Don't wait for the teachers to call you. Be proactive. And as an educator, I can appreciate a parent who takes the initiative rather than saying at the end of the year when uh, Lil Shay Shay has an F and ain't going to pass, well, you ain't never called me. Well, the phone works both ways, unless your fingers are broken or unless, you know, your phone is off, which is not out of the realm of possibility. You can initiate conversation as well. Don't hesitate to check on your child's grades. Most school systems have some sort of electronic system where parents are immediately alerted to their child's grade, and don't, you know, just take that lying down. Secondly, you know, while you're getting your child the the new J's and new school clothes and the new weave or whatever, make sure Mm -hmm. that you stock up on the school supplies. A lot of states have had their tax-free weekend. Other states are having their tax-free weekends within the next couple of weeks, I believe. It's an ideal time to make sure that you have plenty of notebook paper, plenty of pencils, plenty of pens, plenty of binders, all the things that your child could possibly need, you know, the basics. Because we don't want to be giving your child a pen or a pencil in October and they got the fresh 23-inch, 24-inch, whatever weed, or they got the new J's or the new True Religion. Houston, we have a problem. (laughs) You <laughs> most definitely have a problem. And I just want to say I hope the kids that aren't able to get those Jordans and the weaving and things, I hope the other kids don't bully them or make fun of them because everybody isn't privileged. Everybody's mama does not steal. Ooh. Okay. Did you say steal? Yes. Good don't day. have to shaming other kids. Well, you know your mama the booster. I, I lost say, all control. I sure. say get up with your child. Mm-hmm. And let them know. Pray for your child. Get up with your child in the morning. Just don't send them on the bus. Get up. Watch your child going through that door. Be more of a parent what they're wearing. It's not what's on the label. A child needs somebody that they know got their back. And you in the bed sleeping. Said your child, go and get on the bus. Get up. Along those same lines, don't be afraid to do a, a nervous old pop-up visit on your child, too. That's right. That's Hello? Right. That's right. I encourage that. And one thing I tell parents is to stop by that school. You have a right to ask questions. You have a whole group of people who are responsible for educating your child. They are with them several hours of the day. And it's not outside of your rights to go check on them. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is in Knox County Schools, there's chronic absenteeism, meaning too many kids are coming late or not at all. And that is an issue. If you miss one day of school or one class, it takes two days to make it up. We don't have that kind of time. Attendance is extremely important. It's a habit that we need to carry into adulthood. And I don't blame the kids. When a kindergartner comes to school late, I don't blame the kids. So we need to figure out some type of routine that will help us to get our kids to school and not only get them to school, get them there on time. Schedules. They need a schedule. Mm-hmm. They need a time to eat. Mm-hmm. When they get home, get your homework done. Get your snack. They need a time that they sit down and have dinner with everybody 
where you can hear what happens through the day. Right. And then in the bedtime, kids are staying up too late. They staying up too late. What they be doing? Playing at Fortnite, trying to get that three million dollars. I forgot. Go so to bed. An eight year old won a million. Fourteen year old won three million. Then an eight year old won one point eight million. And I asked it. my son. He played Fortnite. I said, "Well, you're not that good." What, did we miss the entry into the conversation? <laughs> Thank you, because I think anybody could anybody could play. So, you know, they just have to keep advancing. Oh man! But you have a relationship with your child. You talk to him. You ask him questions. I did ask him a question. Why he wasn't good enough to win that three million dollars? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> well, y'all, I'm so happy to have this crew together. I want to thank the Know It All Professor Jay, our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam. And in the no Joe, is it for this bit. I can't wait to hear what the three of you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. And you know it's been told. I gave my little face ready too, like I was saying the right thing. And you know it's going to be told. <laughs> Lord Jesus, help all day. <laughs> and it's going to be told. But y'all done told it. <laughs> we discuss many topics on Talking with T, and if you would like to share your thoughts or opinions, call 865 409 1170. We would love to hear from you, and your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. We still want to celebrate T's top teens and hometown heroes, so if you would like to make a nomination, visit www.talkingwitht.com. We will continue to spotlight local or rising artists. And if you're interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With Tea, we would love to help you promote your business or event. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwithtea.com. You can find the links to many of the stories we share and discuss on the website. Also, remember to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember that you can listen to Talking With Tea anytime on your time through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio, and new shows will continue to drop each Monday. In the meantime, and in between time, subscribe to Talking With Tea Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Education is the movement from darkness to light. Remember where you heard the word. Keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking with T.